0: Can we just talk about how progressive WWE Crown Jewel was? The show just happened about an hour ago, or some change, maybe give or take. We had the World Cup tournament. We had the Brothers of Destruction taking on Degeneration X. We had the World Heavyweight Championship title bout. We had the World. We had the Universal Championship title bout. We had the Tag Team Championship. And we had a woman on commentary, which is a nice way to ease in the idea of women being able to do more than what they do on that side of the, the globe. And so getting into the tag team championships, we had The Bar versus The New Day. The Bar had Big Show with him. It was a very, very cool match. The Bar had a great entrance, but the one thing that stood out above anything was... The new day coming out on a flying magical carpet. I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a really nice touch because of where they were at, and uh, it was it was it was fun to look at. It was fun to see everyone do what they can, and the end result being Big Show punching Biggie in the face and giving him the knockout blow, and you know the ball getting the cover for the win. That was a nice touch on you know you know just to. And ensure that the bar maintained the championships. I heard Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev had a match on the kickoff show, where Shinsuke maintained his United States Championship, which is a really good look for him because we haven't seen him defended in a while. And I think personally, this could start a very very cool rivalry between him and the Bulgarian brute. Getting into the World Cup, let's remi- well, let's be reminded that uh, SmackDown Live Commissioner Shane McMahon said very clearly that nobody would have, if whoever the SmackDown superstar was that made it to the finals, if they lost, they would not have a home on SmackDown Live anymore just to get that out the way. Getting into the Raw side of things, with the World Cup, we had Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. After we had Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle, I believe, well, I believe that was the order, forgive me if I'm twisted on that, but Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley had an amazing match, I felt Seth going into that had something to prove, especially with everything going on with him currently as a tag team champion, or one half of the tag team champions, and of course Bobby Lashley being flanked with his hype man, Leo Rush, it was very, 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 uh, Important that Bobby Lashley came in and at least tried to show—not at least, but pardon—he, you know, showed that he was very capable of being the best in the world. Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley went at it for a fair amount of time. Bobby Lashley dominated Seth for a, an amount of the match, and Seth luckily hit a leapfrog and was able to come through with a surprise stomp for the 1-2-3 finish. Very cool match. Seth moves on to the next round. Our next match on the Raw side for the World Cup tournament was Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. We had Dolph Ziggler looking up to Kurt Angle forever. He paid uh, everything forward on Monday Night Raw speaking about how Kurt inspired him and there would be no Dolph Ziggler without Kurt Angle. And they went in and they had a very, very fun, uh, you know, wrestling match. They went in and there were some big spots. There were, It was mostly wrestling. It was grapples and, and, you know, submissions and stuff like that. But I really appreciated watching the two of those uh, collegiate level and Olympic level athletes and try to see who was going to be better. We all had Kurt Angle going in and taking the W, but it turns out that Dolph Ziggler, uh, uh, aided well—not aided this time around—but you know, flanked by Drew McIntyre, came out with the victory, and that is—that means a lot for Dolph Ziggler because not only did he beat his hero, but he proved that he can do a lot more than just be some sideline act. In my opinion. So moving on to the SmackDown side of things, we had Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton, and we had Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. We're going to start off with Jeff Hardy and The Miz. Jeff and Miz both went into it uh, ready to win. Uh, Jeff Hardy looked like he wanted to do most of what he could and The Miz actually pulled out the victory by way of scouting all of Jeff's moves. He knew exactly what Jeff was going to do each time he went for the twist of Fate he spun out of it once and when Jeff went back to the well again, uh, Miz spun out of it, or he actually uh, hit a real smooth reversal into a skull crushing finale. So that made the Miz the winner, moving on to the next round of the World Cup. Then we had Rey Mysterio versus uh, Randy Orton. Randy looked like he was going to go into that winning, being a bigger man, but we all know uh, Rey's heart is immeasurable, so throughout the course of the match it was fair, it was very even. We had a 6-1 non-reversal spot where Randy went into his patented rope DDT. Uh, Then after that, uh, shortly after, Ray got a quick roll-up victory which nobody saw coming and won the match moving him forward. However, Randy, being a sore loser and very angry most of the time, he completely demolished Rey Mysterio, and it was a huge uh, announce table spot where he he dropped him on it, and his midsection was literally, it literally shattered the monitor in half, says Corey Graves. We couldn't see it from the angle we were at, but we definitely knew that it wasn't the the announce table wasn't stripped at all, so that looked extremely painful and would definitely uh be something to be taken into account later on in the show. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship title match between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe was a match that we all expected to go the way it went. We know that Daniel Bryan decided to opt out of heading to Crown Jewel and he had his match and it was a very fine match on Smackdown Live. It went an excellent amount of time. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship was defended and represented very well by our champion who just broke into the top 10 longest reigning of all time Samoa Joe standing in based on his interference after the match is what led him to a championship opportunity that AJ gave him and general manager Paige granted even though she didn't want to but at Crown Jewel, the Georgia Pitbull came out on top and hopefully, for once and for all, put Joe to the sideline as far as the storyline goes, it was a very cool match, Samoa Joe did not look weak at all, he went in with a purpose, and in my humble opinion, I think the purpose was for him to show that he is capable of being a champion one day which I think he can be a very fine champion whether he's a good guy or in the moment a quoted bad guy he had a great spot one of my favorite moments was when they shifted the announce table Joe came out the ring with a huge torpedo type tope and Rammed AJ's ribs into the very edge of the announce table And AJ looked to be in a lot of pain There were a couple of more things that Joe could have pulled out But it was pretty obvious that his knee That he had tweaked back at Super Showdown in Melbourne, Australia Was still bothering him Because that was one of the first things that AJ went to At the very start of the match it was a very interesting match and at the very end AJ hit the Phenomenal forearm for the 1-2-3 thus retaining his WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Moving forward to the Universal Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman vacated by Roman Reigns due to illness at the very start of the match but before the bell even rang Baron Corbin came into the ring and basically cheap shotted Braun you know it could have meant a lot of things but we'll see exactly what uh, acting general manager Corbin felt and what his message to Braun was this week on Monday Night Raw after He hit him in the head, or the back of the head. Braun Strowman got back up, but it was kind of too late. The bell rang, and Brock Lesnar was already on top of him. Lifted him up for an F5. Put him down. 1-2 kick out. Couldn't believe it. All right, you're a monster. Brock Lesnar lifted him up again. F5. 1-2 kick out. Nobody could believe it, but we all have seen the type of feats that Ron Strowman is capable of. So he wasn't going to go down that easily. Brock Lesnar tried for a third F5, one-two kick out. So we had to go into a different space. And you could see it all in Brock Lesnar's face. So he lifted him up for a fourth F5 and dumped this man out of the ring brought him back in fifth f5 one two3 new universal champion pull him in spoilers were exact and i honestly can say that i'm not angry it's one of the only times i don't get angry at spoilers because it was a very very cool match i don't think it was a squash match by any means i think that braun strowman still looked very very strong being able to kick out of uh four no yeah three three f-fives four f-fives it says a lot about him and one day i do believe that he can be a very very fine wwe universal champion brock lesnar got the belt he walks out universal champion Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler happened to continue through the World Cup semifinals and the Miz took on Rey Mysterio Dolph Ziggler won and the Miz won which takes us to a rivalry of old and in the very finals before the match could get started we saw the Miz try to jump down from the apron and tweak his ankle. We almost saw a forfeit from SmackDown Live. Remember, Shane said that there would be no home if a SmackDown superstar lost because he did not want to see Stephanie walk out with the World Cup. As Ring announcer Greg Hamilton was preparing to give the information to the crowd. Shane stopped him and decided to step into the match himself. This is extremely controversial. I personally like that I enjoyed the idea of, you know, the the captain of the ship stepping in and, you know, taking taking the lead. Now I know he didn't really uh, necessarily earn or go through the full bracket with all of the rest of the Super de- Excuse me, all of the rest of the SmackDown Superstars. But again, he is the commissioner. He should be able to do what he wants, and he isn't as uh, as trained, quote unquote, as the actual superstars. So him going in. It was a grueling grueling, uh, tournament and he went in uh, I think at an even at an even space (laughs) with a collegiate level superstar Call it how you like Shane went in hit the coast to coast for 1, 2, 3 on Dolph Ziggler ran around the ring as if he had won the Olympics but at the end of the day a McMahon is the best in the world Like it or not Smackdown won And if we are to look Toward the future This actually Begins the true build To Survivor Series Where It's the only time of year where we'll run Smackdown superstars go head to head To see who's the better brand So Shane won we have a new Universal Champion. And the only thing that's left is the giant tag team match between Degeneration generation X and the Brothers of Destruction. This dates back to Triple H and The Undertaker taking, taking each other on in Melbourne, Australia for the last time ever. However, this tag team bout was a first. So it was the first time ever that These four gentlemen squared off inside of the squared circle. I think it was a very, very, very cool match for the four of them. It was great to see Shawn Michaels in-ring return after eight years of retirement. He's claiming to essentially be done. Now, I said there was a one and done, and it's going to take some sort of uh, miracle or something really, really big for him to come back to the ring again. I enjoyed seeing HBK. Of course, like everyone else said, he hasn't lost a step at all. I was humbled to see him and Triple H back together, you know, doing their thing. It wasn't too many shenanigans. Kane and Undertaker clearly are great. They got we got to see old school. We got to see a ton of awesome, awesome spots from the four of them that you wouldn't be able to see from any other people in their age. You know, that era is pretty much finished. So to know that these four superstars are still going strong and can still get in there and do their thing and keep everyone entertained for the amount of time that they kept everyone entertained. It was really, really cool. Super high moonsault spot. I love to see a great moonsault. I don't want to see anyone get injured. It looked like Sean landed on his face. I hope HBK is alright. He seemed like he was alright in the aftermatch interviews or post-match interview. And uh, toward the end, to close the match out, we saw a Sweet Chin Music Pedigree combo on Kane for the 1, 2, 3. That closes out WWE Crown Jewel. I know I enjoyed the show. It was much more than what I expected. It had a great feel to it. Even with the controversy surrounding it. But let's not take away from all of the superstars going out there and literally putting it all on the line. Just to keep us entertained. I thoroughly, thoroughly salute every single one of the superstars that went out there. And I can't wait to see Survivor Series streaming live two weeks from Sunday on the WWE Network. It's Blake from The Shadows, signing out.